One of the characteristics of a masterful relationship is the ability to accept influence, to be flexible enough to shift your viewpoint or response based on your partner's feedback. Accepting influence does not diminish your strength. It actually enhances the strength of your partnership. Did you know the average couple waits six years to get help in their marriage? Yeah, that's six years of pain, hurt, and frustration. Hi there, I'm Charlotte Snow. And I'm Robert Snow. And welcome to Master Your Marriage. Where we believe that having an amazing marriage should never feel like hard work and shouldn't be a guessing game. This is the show for married couples who want to discover a scientifically proven approach to building a masterful marriage and have fun while doing it. So if that's you, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Today's topic is so important. It's a fundamental part of any successful marriage and it's about accepting influence. So today we're going to be diving deep into the idea of yielding to win Mm -hmm. and why this is so crucial to accept influence from your partner. And as we've frequently talked here on the podcast, conflicts arise in every relationship. What truly matters is how we manage those conflicts to maintain respect and even prevent resentment. And it's important to highlight that managing conflict isn't about convincing your partner that you're right and they're wrong. Instead, it's about understanding each other's perspective and being willing to actually call both perspectives valid. Absolutely. And the concept we're discussing here today is often summed by the saying, you win the battle, but lose the war. It's all about recognizing that by trying to win a disagreement, you might actually harm your relationship. So what does it really mean to accept influence? Well, accepting influence means that you're really demonstrating openness. You're being willing to listen to the other person's ideas and be willing to change your viewpoint or your decision based on the input that the other person has for you. Accepting influence from our partner is critical in ensuring that we have a healthy and stable and satisfying relationship. Absolutely. And there was something really important discovered in the Gottman research, which was 80% of the time women did the criticizing verbal, whereas 80% of the time the men did the stonewalling, which was sort of Mm nonverbal. But there was also one other really interesting fact that came from that research, and that was that 65% of men refused to accept their wife's influence. Really? Yeah. I had a really hard time believing that statistic, but it's true. 65% of men wouldn't consider their spouse's input. That's, That's a lot. I wonder if that's changing these days. I hope so, but time will tell. Yeah. So this refusal to accept their wife's input really just leads to resentment, distance, and then actually more increased criticism from them. It does. And now it is certainly important for women to also accept influence, but the study revealed that women as a whole are just a little bit better at doing this naturally. You know, that's not to say there's not women out there that definitely need to improve in this area. I know that I definitely needed to work on this in our relationship. You got a whole lot better at this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But accepting influence can sometimes be the man's secret weapon when it comes to neutralizing this criticism. When you receive her feedback with an openness and an ability to maybe change your position, the conversation can quickly change to something playful, lighthearted, and often positive. For example, let's say a couple has a policy about no shoes in the house. We have that one. 
We do. Yeah. One day he forgets to take his shoes off again. And she says to him, hey, you know, for the last couple of days, you haven't taken your shoes off when you've gotten home from work. And it really grosses me out to think about what germs are coming into the house. Could you please remember to just take your shoes off out in the garage? So here's what may happen next, right? So will he actively consider about how she feels about this? Will his inclination to be to really just dismiss this as an unimportant concern because he doesn't feel the same? Will he solely focus on his point of view or will he be open to hearing and listening to why she feels it's important about this topic? So he, that means he could reply defensively, which is probably going to escalate the conversation. Not a good idea. Or he could just be curious and be open to being influenced, which may lead the conversation into, who knows, maybe a little humor, a lot more connection, maybe even some intimacy. It kind of reminds me of those books when we were kids, you know, those choose your own adventure books. Oh, yeah. Now, if he turn decides, page to hear. Yeah. yeah. If he decides to get defensive, turn to page 37. If he decides to remain open and curious, turn to page 125. <laughs> yeah, it really is choose your adventure on how you respond to feedback. Mm-hmm. It really is. Let's say he replies with, oh, yeah, sorry, I keep doing that. I'm I'm sorry. I know that it bothers you and I can just put them in the garage. Apologize. Mm. Then if that happens, then the next thing you know, the couple is probably making playful jokes and they're on their way to having better conversations that evening. Yeah. But if his response or retort was something nasty, like, man, why are you always riding me? Don't you think I have some other things to do besides worry about my shoes? probably ruin the whole night. He chose the wrong adventure and it's going to be an adventure. (laughs) But being receptive to influence requires us to let go of behaviors like this distancing or attacking or defensiveness, which we know defensiveness is the counterattack. But the shift doesn't mean being submissive. It just means that we're considering our partner's opinion and receiving and giving some weight to their input. Yes. Accepting influence also involves sort of transitioning out of an I perspective to more of a we perspective. So this calls for a lot more of a mature mindset that can think beyond win-lose or right and wrong or, you know, this zero-sum game type of thinking. So this brings us to sort of a really important point is you can only be powerful in your relationship, or I would like to say you can only wield influence in your relationship if you can actually be influenced. Mm, You can only influence others if you can influence yourself. Well, that's really a paradox. Yeah. It really goes two ways. When you accept influence, you're able to become more influential. Yeah. And it sort of reminds me of um, the martial arts uh, wisdom behind Aikido. It's a martial art that teaches the value of yielding to win. And Aikido, instead of opposing your opponent with force, you blend your opponent's energy and then redirect it. By staying physically centered, you actually become more powerful. So, much like when we're open to accepting influence, we're showing our partner that their thoughts and feelings matter, we're more collaborative, and we're more of a team. And this paves the way for better problem solving, better compromise, where both partners can feel like they've contributed to a solution. Yeah. So let me introduce you to Emily and David. Oh, David, yeah. David is a brilliant scientist who's known for his analytical mind and logical thinking. One day, Emily brings up her concerns about the emotional distance in their relationship, and she expresses her desire for deeper emotional connection and more quality time between them. During our session, Emily takes a breath and she addresses David and tells him, you know, David, I love you so much, but sometimes I feel like we're on two different islands. Like 
even when we're together, we're not really together. So David's initial instinct is to kind of retreat back into his analytical mind. And he turns to me and says, you know what? I'm just not good at this emotional stuff. Yep. But rather than jumping into his rescue, I decided to give him a moment to respond differently because I know that beneath that scientific exterior, he can access a more open side of himself, which, which would in turn help to bridge this gap in their relationship. Mm-hmm. And part of David's struggle comes from you know viewing problems in relationships as problems that have to be solved, a mindset that that has helped him a lot in his research, but it's been hindering his connection with Emily. Analytical. Yeah. Yep. And so, you know, David in this situation, he has the power to be able to to shift this dynamic right now by allowing Emily's concerns to guide his next move. So refocusing his attention back to Emily, I say to him, David, what's your next move? And he hesitates for just a moment. And then he looks at her and he admits, you know what? You're right. I get so absorbed in my work that I forget to show you how much you mean to me. And I do want to be closer to you, but I'm just not sure about how to go about it. And instantly, Emily's face, she just lights up and she scoots in a little closer to him and she gives him a big hug and she says, you know what? That's exactly what I needed. Who knew, right? Just a little influence. Yeah. So one point we probably should make is that being open to influence doesn't mean that one person is right or more right and the other person is wrong or more wrong. And it doesn't mean that we have to surrender our deeply held values, dreams, or even agree with everything your partner says. Accepting influence from your partner might be as simple as saying, oh, wow, okay, that's how you see it. Fair enough. And maybe from your perspective, that actually makes sense. You know, there's a really interesting trend that I've seen with the clients that we work with that I think we should talk about for a second. Oh, yeah. You know, what's interesting is that more often than not, it's actually the husband that calls us for help when his wife has given up on the relationship. And he is in a state of panic and confusion and surprise, and he's looking for our help and how he can save his marriage. And so we ask a series of questions, and oftentimes the the answers that we get back are very similar. You know, we might ask, for example... So had she stopped complaining to you? Had she stopped complaining? Had she checked out? And he would say things like, yeah, I mean, I I thought that meant things were okay. No complaints or no complaints, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) And so we might say back to that, well, how long had you been ignoring her complaints? Like for years while she's been trying to get you to maybe change something, maybe be a kinder husband, maybe a more patient father, maybe spend more time with the family or be a little more emotionally regulated. And they would say, well, yeah, I think so. Mm. So the truth in these situations is that after refusing to accept influence for so long, for like years, she's done. And he never saw it coming. And he never saw it coming. And all this time he thought that her lack of complaining meant that that was some kind of good sign because now she was just leaving him alone. Yeah. yeah. And you see, refusing to accept influence is the same as saying no. When everything is no all the time, there's no new information being shared between two people. Sort of like an automatic pitching machine. Everything you said is returned with defensiveness, like, nope, that's not right. And no, you're wrong. And that's not true. No, 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 no. And no all the time is not a powerful stance. Seems powerful. It's actually a powerless stance. 
So, you know, it's like talking to someone who never gives you any new information uh, or pressing the doorbell that doesn't ring. Like you just keep pressing the doorbell, hoping that it will change. And, you know, much like that, do we keep talking to somebody who we know is going to say no to us? Someone who can never accept influence? No, we usually just stop doing that. Right. Yeah. We cannot be powerful in our relationship unless we can find more ways to get to yes. I like that. We had to get more ways to get into yes. So what are some of the ways that we can get closer to saying yes? Well, the first step is to cultivate an open and non-judgmental mindset. When your partner expresses their, their thoughts and their feelings, it's important to listen actively and try to understand where it is that they're actually coming from. Next, instead of formulating just counter arguments or trying to prove your point, pause and take a deep breath before responding. And perhaps try out one of these responses that can lead us all closer to saying yes. Start with maybe, you know what, you're starting to convince me. Or, you know, I, I agree with part of what you're saying. I like that. Yeah. Maybe let's compromise here. That's a good one. Or is there a way we can find common ground? Mm, that's um, good. I never thought of things in that way. And I think your point of view actually might make sense. And probably our favorite was, how about we find a solution that includes both of our views? Those are really great repair attempts, actually, too, to get us closer to saying yes. I love all of that. I love yeah. all of that advice. And again, it's crucial to remember that acknowledging your partner's influence doesn't mean that you're conceding defeat. Right. It's it's really just about creating emotional safety and respect where both of you can express yourselves freely and without fear. And it's really about shifting your focus from winning an argument to winning a more joyful relationship. Mm. And remember, it's okay to agree to also disagree on certain matters. What matters most in these situations is love, respect, and teamwork. These are the things that will build your relationship. So as we get ready to wrap up this episode, let's leave our listeners with this powerful reminder. You can only be powerful in a relationship if you can be influenced. The next time you find yourself in a disagreement with your partner, pause, listen, and consider their perspective. Accepting influence doesn't diminish your strength. It enhances the strength of your partnership. Well, I think that's a wrap for today's episode. Remember, yielding to win is a mindset that can transform your conflicts into opportunities for growth and connection. So as always, thank you so much for joining us today. And if this episode resonated with you, you find some useful tools, please drop us a five-star review and share something you found valuable in the episode. As always, you can reach out to us on social media and ask your questions. We love interacting with you there. Be kind to each other take care of each other, put each other first. It's the small and simple things every day. They create strong, enduring relationships. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Master Your Marriage. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, then we want to hear from you. Just go to MasterYourMarriagePodcast.com and send us your question. Oh, and while you're there, you can also check out our retreats and events and even apply for coaching. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you get advanced notice of when the next episode drops, plus show notes and many extras. Thanks again for tuning in.